just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dominic and I've seen 113 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season six, episode seven, Messing with the Kid. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 7, Messing with the Kid, Dom... If anybody messed with you, and I consider you to be my kid, I would go fucking nuts. Oh. I, I'm talking weapons to the face of whoever that person I don't know what weapon it will be. I will find, purchase, and then I will main, devour. And then probably do a little bit of prison time. But guess what? I've got connections. I know people within the clink. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. I feel secure. I'm safe. I know that you you don't need to buy a weapon. Just fashion one out of whatever's closest um, and just use it to get that person. Um, But yeah, I'm all right. Um, I'm happy to be here. I feel like we haven't podcasted for ages, and I know that's mostly my fault. Some of it's your fault, but it's mostly my fault. I just, I just like to, I just like to share the blame. Um, but yeah, happy, okay. happy to be doing a podcast. Happy Easter! It's Easter Sunday for uh, yep. t- at time of recording, of course. Um, and I was ill all last all that week. I had off. I was ill the whole week, the entire week. I was off. I was ill. But finally, was you were ill, and it wasn't me. At least it's you had your fair share of illness for once. Exactly. Yes. I mean, it's not the reason we cancelled the podcast, of course, but, um, you know, it was just it was just a week where I was off, meant to be doing activities and things and stuff, and I ended up being... I still did the activities, but I was just ill, like horribly ill. But I'm fine now. I feel better now anyway. I'm still, like, ridiculously tired. I get very dizzy. Just, I've just recently, over the last sort of few months in particular... I get dizzy spells, lots of dizziness just sort of happens. Mm. So I probably need to go to a doctor at some point to get that checked out. But I don't know what's going on there. Um, but other than are that, you, I'm all right. How are you? Are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you drinking enough water? Are you drinking, like eating enough fruit? Is there something where you like your blood sugar levels? Uh, n- no, I don't think so. Because I think I'll, I'll sufficiently eat and drink. And then all of us, like, I'll still feel dizzy. I'll be, I'll be like, I'll move. And then all of a sudden, it's like the rest of the room catches up mm. with me. It's very strange. It's a very odd sort of sensation. It just comes and goes. It happens every now and then. It's very odd. Well, yeah. You you need to see a doctor. That's, yeah, that's maybe. a fact. We'll see. No, it's just, not it's maybe. Just, it just takes a lot of time, doesn't it? It's just a lot of ha- hassle. Maybe I'll try my work online doodah doctor because we've got like healthcare rather than... Okay bothering the nhs because i might just get an appointment straight away then i'll give that a go yeah that's how <laughs> capitalism works <It's> just... 
get that good stuff. I need to do it. I I uh I promise Stephanie, I don't know if it will come up in the recording or not. I don't know how sensitive the microphone's being, but do you remember probably almost two years ago that I got my asthma diagnosis. We had a yeah. good time with that on the podcast. Well, I, I very distinctly remember the discussion being that you've always felt that way and felt that shit and found out that you had <laughs> crippling lung problems recently, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, but yes, in uh, my I, like mid thirties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's this time of year. It's the tree pollen and it's really bad and it's getting worse and worse and worse so i have like the inhalers and i even have i have like the brown one which is like the steroid inhaler to like really like get shit going serious shit that one isn't it yeah and uh i i'm i'm really struggling like right now if i breathe in through my mouth and stop like breathing in i can, you can still hear the air going through my windpipe like it's like my esophagus is like closed because of like an alert the allergic reaction to the pollen wow but it's really it's really yeah it's really bad like i don't know i this might be horrible for people to hear i'll try and do it and see if you can hear if i take a deep breath in do you hear the wheeze it might just be that i can just hear it 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 might have caught it on your (laughs) mic but I, i couldn't hear it through the systems we use should we say? <laughs> but that's Fucking that's Zoom. That's a nightmare, man. I hope, like have a have a puff. Have a puff now. This I just I just did it just before okay. I came on. But okay, the good. the problem is is uh, I've been trialing all this different hay fever medication, but nothing's happening. So I'm gonna make an appointment on Tuesday, bank holidays, to uh mm. to get you can get prescription like super high powered allergy medication that you get prescribed i need some of that and under uh, i think i don't know if i need something else to like help with the breathing but have yeah you, have you considered fighting fire with fire like extreme exposure to pollen might <laughs> might fix this might cure it might get rid of it once and for all but do you know apparently f was telling me that if you eat local honey Apparently it helps because it's like the the bees have gone it done it from the and within the local pollen. I don't know, but I'm in the I'm in the forest and woods all the time, like every day because of walking Luna and stuff. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I'm I'm, in, I'm getting it sorted, but it's just it is scary that the older you get, the more easily we seem to be able to fall apart. Yeah, um, just yeah. I don't think we're quite at the falling apart age yet, but it seems to be happening. <laughs> I am. I had jaundice like a six weeks ago, Dom. <laughs> oh, that's that's not falling apart. That's just not looking after yourself. That's like <laughs> right. to be fair, you had concerns of your your little one and didn't look after yourself. So, like, <laughs> true. Yeah, true. But Dom, let's talk. We've got new Raven coming on in a minute, but before we get there let's talk about something super exciting which is and we spoke about this a few months ago but be our guest con as in for conventions our friends our partners have rescheduled comic con a one tree hill convention it's going down 
Manchester, mid-November, and they've just announced the first guest. Tell us about it, Dom. I unfortunately couldn't make the Instagram live, uh, but I think you did a, a sterling job on there. And the translation into French, I mean, I'm sure you could have handled it but that was being done beautifully um, <laughs> as well. Uh, obviously, as it's, you know, French organisers, French organisers that live in the UK, I, I believe. They, they live in Manchester, right? Yeah. Or surrounding area. Um, and I believe that the first guest is Mr. Michael Money himself, Chadlington. The king. <laughs> the whale. The we've the met whale. already. <laughs> the, wh- the whale of all whales. Yes, we've met already, but... We will be, and this is crazy to say, this is confirmed, Dom and I will be hosting a panel live with the audience, with with the fans, with Chad Michael Murray and the other guests that are yet to be announced, which I have been told some of the names, which is it's very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. Dom, uh, there's one on. There's one on there. I can't say, but it will yeah. make your life. No, I'm not saying anything. But it will just make you just be like when I when I'm like Dom, we're going to Sheffield to get Craig Sheffer, and you're like, oh, okay, all right, like you're down for <laughs> I was it. Happy, was you're happy. happy you're down for it, but you know, it's it's still a bit of a. And then I'm like, Dom, we're going to Liverpool for Chad. It's like, okay, I guess he is the, I guess he is the uh, whale of all whales. But you know, still there's a slight bit of reluctance. If this one goes through the bag, there's going to be, um, you'll be pulling me into the car. You know? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I I know who it is now. So, <laughs> and I think all our listeners do as well. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. They're obviously working their asses off, aren't they? Really, to to get um, guests in and stuff, and and obviously they're making it as accessible as possible. From what you know, from what I've seen on Instagram uh, and all the posts that they're putting out, they're literally shouting about um, you know all the people that are coming. They're put they're, all the questions that they're asking. You know, their followers as well. You know, would you like to see these this person or this person? And they're kind of trying to prioritize and almost like customize this event for for the fans, which is fantastic. So yeah, super exciting, really exciting stuff. So to be a part of it would be great. What's well, quite a bit scary though is that it's called Comet Con, obviously because of the comet. But I didn't know about the comet when I first heard about Comet Con. So I am worried that there's going to be. I'm gonna. Be, it's gonna be ruined for me. And if it's ruined, yeah. then then we just attack whichever one of them has ruined it. You know, <laughs> well, so if think... Chad says something, and I was like, I haven't seen season eight yet. I get to like slap him. Well, I think by that time, because so I just brought it up. It's the 18th and the 19th of November. 18th, 19th of November. Be our guest, Con. You can find them on Instagram at. Be our guest con and obviously they have a website and you can find all of that put it into google but get your tickets now tickets are on sale so find it hit the links beyond all of the cool stuff that it's you know going to be an amazing convention and all the rest of it they're also just really good nice cool people mm-hmm. and that are really into the show they're not doing it 
for money or all of these things they're doing it for the love of it so let's all support that and be involved in that and they're also committed to making it the best convention that it can be for the fans so be our guest con we're going to chat about it promote it on every episode all the way up until november because we want it to be the best it can be the first ever one tree hill convention in the uk let's do it let's go i bet yes we're gonna have to get you like ear defenders and make it like a kind of a like a joke like a thing that i'll like pre-warn everyone before and be like we'll probably be in season seven by then we must be we'll be like towards the end of season seven so mm. you know just no season eight or nine spoilers ha 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 i mean most people hate those seasons anyway so it probably won't be a, a terrible thing but <laughs> exactly exactly but we've gone this long without it like we were on season six episode seven we're gonna watch episode eight later on and no 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 spoilers still you no know, we've done for like the casual ones that have been thrown in that have been like got over my head or i've missed completely but that's you know it's all good love it we've done we've done a good job so we're just about to bring angela our new raven into the fray but just before just to wrap it up again be our guest con get your tickets dom and i will be there they're going to have merch there. You know I love merch, Dom. I want to be dripping in it head to toe. Are we going to have merch there? Dom and I are going to have merch there. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Tell us. Just... We'll, we'll do pre-orders. We'll bring it there. Then you don't have to pay for shipping. Have people um, bought any more lately? What have you bought so... from our merch? You bought loads, I bet. You bought a hoodie. No. You bought four hoodies. I just bought the Ravens hoodie. I'm trying it out. I'm trying out the classic hoodie versus the premium hoodie to get like the, see what the difference is in the sizing, the fabrics. But I just bought the, our logo, like just the Ravens one. So yeah. Did you buy you, some? No, no, not yet. Not yet. It's been, I it's a, get him to buy his own It's merch. been a tight month so far, my friend. Tight month. I've got to wait. No. wait you know, I've got to wait for payday. I don't, I don't no. earn the, the big bucks. Not yet. It's a relative term, my friend. <laughs> the size of the buck. Yeah, no, I get it. You've just had the the week out. You've been, you was lay mizzing and London and stuff. Cost me and so much money. <laughs> even a, just a travel card is... Okay, we're going off topic. Angela's in the waiting room. Let's get her in. But yes, be our guest, Con. Say it one time for the people, Dom. Be our guest con <laughs> be our guest be our da, 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 da. that's beauty in the beast right it is yeah lumiere this provincial town what <laughs> that's the other song <laughs> but dom before we move on and i like to just do this when our ravens come on we have a new Raven that's entering the fray, entering the team. She's already been announced, but now she's here in person through Zoom to discuss the episode. Angela, hello. Welcome. Thank you for your support. How are you doing? I'm good. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Dom, how are you? I'm absolutely fine. Angela, all the better for seeing you as well. Welcome to the Ravens podcast. It's Brilliant to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. 
Uh, Angela, as as you're new, we have to find out more about you. But we also we're gonna we're gonna grill you. Really, it's gonna turn into an interrogation at the beginning. First and foremost, One Tree Hill. How did it enter your life? Why is it so meaningful and special to you? Tell us your history with One Tree Hill. Um, I actually watched it for the first time, I think, beginning of last year. So it's not like something, you know, I grew up with. Um, I do remember seeing like commercials for it. And for some reason, I assumed it was like some very like adult TV show that, you know, I obviously was not allowed to watch. Um, I only remembered, um, Lucas. I always forget the actor's name, but Chad, uh, Chad Michaelman. And I remember him from like Freaky Friday and, um, that's another movie, uh, Cinderella Story. So his face always stuck with me, but I never knew what the show was about. And I saw it on Hulu and I was like, oh, maybe I should give this a, you know, watch. I was watching a lot of that early 2000s shows at the time. So I was like, okay, I may as well give it a watch. And at first I was a little like, mm-hmm. I just finished watching the OC. And so I knew they were like scared a lot. And I like the OC. It wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. So I was like, okay. A lot of people were telling me it was better. So I, you know, um, I think after episode six was when I was like, okay, now this is actually pretty good. So I watched all nine seasons. I binged everything. And um, <laughs> so it's, it's not in my top five, but it is, I, re- I really like it. So, you know, it's not my favorite. It's really, really good. So. I'm not a big TV show person, but um, it's good on like the character development. So that's what I really like. Nice. And which which seasons? That's, uh, that's amazing that you only watched it last year. That's <laughs> yeah. that's like um, like fantastic. You absolutely blitzed through it. You you did a dom, which I love to hear. <laughs> um, which season kind of stands out to you as like the best season, or or one that that like really stands out to you from One Tree Hill so far? Well, obviously you've seen them all, so for me season four oh. season, season four normally four. gets a, a fairly decent reaction i think i think people like three and then head into four which is which is pretty good yeah because the issue i mean i like three as well and i know three is the real popular one and i liked three my issue is three was the same issue i had with four but i guess just a little rachel was a little bit more obnoxious for me in season three. Oh, just, so I just couldn't. <laughs> it's not that, it's not really rewatchable for me, actually. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the hatred <laughs> for Rachel is real. It lives in all of us. And Chuck, who put on IMDb that she's my favorite character, is, <laughs> is also just a terrible human being. So there you go. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you put it on IMDb. It's not true. It's fake news. It's all lies. No, 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 no. If the, if it's on IMDb trivia, that means it's it a fact. It's like 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 Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> right. It has to be. Uh, Angela, so I'm I'm astounded to a degree that it's not like one of your top five shows. Like I think you might be the only person we've had on here that's not like a devoured 
well, yes, Dom, you're new, but you know, you're, you're watching. We, you haven't seen the whole show in context yet. Once you get the True. whole context, then Star Trek is history. It's one thing. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. But Angela, so you have to tell us, we have to know what your top five shows are or what some of the shows are that, you know, in your mind are ahead of One Tree Hill. Yeah, um, like I did mention, I'm not big on TV shows. I'm very picky because I get anxiety from TV shows with stupid characters and dramas are big on that. Like people just making really dumb decisions. Oh so my it's god, hard for me yes. to watch <laughs> 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 So I don't watch too much of them. So that's the reason behind a lot of that. But for me, I like um classic like seventies. Sitcoms, <laughs> like old school stuff. I like a lot. I grew up watching that, like what's happening and like um, Little House on the Prairie, which is like so wholesome, but I just love it. It's like nostalgic. Um, I really like Smallville, which is something I also grew up on, which is the CW as well. Um, just a lot of nostalgic stuff. I don't, I don't like anything new. Like anything past like 2011, I probably haven't seen. I really can't judge. Um, Lost is in my top five. Um, yes. I'm trying to think as well. There's one more. So Smallville, but <laughs> House on the Prairie, what's happening? Lost in French, actually. So actually, French is in my top five. Wait, did you and say did you say fringe, fringe or fringe. friends? Fringe. fringe. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've just the one with Joshua Jackson, right? Yeah, and I love the Mighty Ducks. That was one of my favorite childhood movies. So. That's the reason I watched it. I actually watched that this year. So, really good. Really, really good. You, Angela, you're speaking my language. Yeah, Lost, I'm, Mighty Ducks. Angela's I have it just, here, right here. Angela's just climbing her way to the top of like fav- favorite ravens, isn't she? She's just ticking so many boxes tonight. Yeah, she has your anxieties. Like, that is, yeah. We, I, I can quote it like back and forth, like, Everyone. Which one? The first, the first, the first one, or the second one? Um, I can quote the first and second. The third, I've only seen a handful of times. It's not my favorite, but the first two top tier for me. You know, these are their actual jerseys, right? I know. I heard you guys mention it. I heard the song in like your intro before. I'm like, at some point, I'm like, okay, so they must like um the Mighty Ducks song, the theme. Oh, you might be the only person that's ever caught that. That because Dom, that was our intro music for the mighty nineties. Was the Mighty Ducks? Uh, you might yeah, be. I think you're the only person that's ever referenced that or known what that music is. Maybe unless for like mm-hmm. that, we do have some hardcore Mighty Ducks fans that I'm associated to. <laughs> so geeky. <laughs> that would, yeah. <laughs> Like a gang, um, but have listened, yeah. But that's really co- okay. Cool. You know, Angela. You know, once we finish One Tree Hill, that I'm making Dom do a Lost podcast with me. That's next. Really? Okay, hundred percent. See too many. I haven't really checked though. At the same time, if there's any Lost podcast. I don't know. There's tons. There are yeah. tons. <laughs> I figure. I'm like it's really popular, but. I remember commercials for it, and again, that's something I've seen recently. Only like I watched Lost last year as well because I'm not a big TV show person, so I was very surprised. I didn't know what it was about, so no spoilers, of course. But 
I think most people enjoy it. Angela, can I can I ask you to do me a favor? I I don't know if it will do it or not. But would you, you're on your phone? <laughs> would you could you try flipping it the other way? I think sometimes when it's upwards like that, it blocks the microphone it at the bottom. Me. And if you flip it on the side, it might like just make your audio just a little bit clearer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also because I'm using a different mic from my piece, um, my earpiece. Maybe if I turn that off too. I don't know. I'll be able to fix it afterwards. I just want just want it to be clear while yeah, you're no, talking no about problem. Lost and Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to go into my settings quickly. That's right. While you do that, Dom, how do you feel about being forced to do a, a podcast of a show that you have no choice or opinion in? Uh, what, you mean like this one? <laughs> yes i mean I'm, I'm six seasons used to it so <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be a problem mate <laughs> do you even do you even consider me a friend at this point or is it like uh, you know stockholm stockholm syndrome where you have to you fall in love with your capture yeah 100 percent. i just i just yeah i sympathize with my with my capture my capture and will wear the ball gag <laughs> I just want someone to watch One Tree Hill with me. I've tried to get F to watch One Tree Hill with me before, and she's just like, nope, not happening. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of it that is great. There's some of it that isn't so great. But it's that's like a TV now? show. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. No, it's literally every time I use my earpiece, for some reason... The mic is very, very weird. It sounds good. It sounds good. And I'll be able to do the stuff with the settings and whatever. So, yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, so, right, that's that. So, talk to us about... So, it's not your favourite show, but you sourced out a podcast for it, as in us, and you're here. So, do you... Are you a podcast person? Like, do you listen to podcasts about... There must be, like, for Little House on the Prairie and things like that. Actually, not for Little House on the Prairie, but, um, like, Mighty Ducks, um, Smallville, and anything new I watch, I'll usually, like, watch reaction videos or a podcast. And so um, with One Tree Hill, there's just so many seasons, a lot of, like, material, so I can listen to that throughout my workday. So I try to find anything that's long, and luckily you guys have three-hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and so how did you find our podcast did you just like type it into apple Podcasts or spotify or whatever yeah apple podcast i just searched like one tree hill and um you guys were like the third podcast that i started listening to based on just like the list um i got into like three or four episodes with the other two podcasts <laughs> I we have like to know. start to see not that they're bad I just kind of like okay let me see if, you know which one I'm more likely I do like some humor in my stuff so you know anything a little too serious or like too much like kind of whining about the episodes and stuff you don't like you know I'm like I need a balance you know we can talk about like 
things that are like negative or poke fun at certain cliches and also like laugh about it without it being like too negative. So it's a very positive podcast. Dom and I, well, firstly, well put, and thank you very much. That's very complimentary. But Dom and I have to know because we love we we love the gossip, we love the smoke. <laughs> what what can do you feel comfortable saying what the other two podcasts were? Yeah, um, I actually couldn't tell you the names of them, but I could probably describe them. <laughs> then I we'll know. Didn't listen to yeah. Um, I think one of them, they've been on your podcast. Maybe. <laughs> Tree Hill. Tree Hill to Tree Hill Talk. So they free free women, free American women. Yeah, I had to stop yeah. <laughs> No hate at all. I didn't leave a comment, but um I got through <laughs> at least the first season with them though. And then Oh, okay. Okay. Um I actually didn't know there were three. So I guess she might someone else came on later because I only remember two. Oh, there were three of them, but for Tree Hill Talk, there were three. But okay, but but maybe one one of them's not allowed to talk. Remember, so. (laughs) Oh Oh, yes. Oh, I see. So, like, don't spoil. So, just listen. Don't talk. (laughs) Uh, I think Michelle doesn't get many words in sometimes, but (laughs) I I can just hear the voices because there's no like visual. So. I just remember hearing two ladies. Maybe it was three and two sound alike. That's a possibility. Because <laughs> with Probably. the podcast, you two have very different voices. It's easy to tell who's talking. Sometimes it's a lot harder. Dom's voice has got, you know, ups and downs and life in it. And mine's just flat and dead <laughs> on the inside. Which is funny because I actually have a lot of life in me and emotions. And Dom is dead on the inside. We Our voices actually should flip. We should swap them somehow. Swap voices. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what about the other podcast? The other podcast? Oh, trying to remember. Was it Was it a man and a woman? It was. So now that I think about it, there were three. There was a man and a woman who didn't get far at all. So there was nothing to continue. I think she yeah. had watched the show and he was like the first time viewer. But then they only got so far um so there was no more to listen to um they were it was interesting perspective with them and then there was another podcast where they had already seen the show it's just not as entertaining when both people have seen the show because it's like retrospective but they know all the spoilers so i like exactly yeah like one person kind of coming in a bit clueless and predictions and everything like that okay so awesome i it's a shame i guess i'm asking as well because it's a shame that we don't go higher on the thing because i i would imagine i feel like we would have more downloads but maybe we don't like in america i don't know i mean we've had a lot of the cast on what else can we do i think I won't say it's because the show's old, because a lot of older shows, but I don't know that One Tree Hill. Is there a lot of, like, traffic with that right now? I don't know. Because I feel like that's what it is. I don't think it's that, you know, it's a good podcast, but I think it's almost a 20-year-old show in a way, you know. So 
Mm-hmm. The newer show is probably getting a lot more traffic in that way. Because I know yeah. the reaction stuff, there's only very few people who are like watching it for the first time for like reaction channels. So that's really big right now. I can only think of maybe three people who are even doing that. So I don't know. Okay. Well, and then so you discover our podcast. Thank yeah. you. And then ha- have you, how far have you listened? Are you up to date? Um, I'm not, I am and I'm not. So I listened to the one right before the last podcast, but technically I'm at season five. Oh, so not, not far at all. <laughs> Cause I only started listening good. recently. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at season five. Um, cause I was rushing to get to, you know, season three, episode 16. Cause everyone like rushes to get there. Um, <laughs> So once I got there, I started like pacing it as you know a little bit more. But I was rushing to get there. I'm like, okay, I have to see what he says because you kept dropping <laughs> the I fact that him. Jimmy was gonna shoot up the school. <laughs> like you literally, like, oh, he's gonna come back and he's gonna shoot up the school. I'm like, now he's not gonna, now he's not gonna think that's a possibility. So that was well played. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but yeah, Dom Dom's predictions. I mean, that one I just I made a whole point to throw him off. But some of his other predictions are just wild. Like he just pulled Abby Brown out of nowhere <laughs> as like the witness for uh, you know, know Keith's murder. I was a little mad because when I first watched it, I got that as well, and I didn't think they would go that way. But I was like. That was the only logical conclusion I came to. I was like, somebody has to have seen because he has to get caught. So I'm like, that girl that walked out, we didn't see her after. And I think it's like the girl from Drake and Josh. So I remembered her. And so I'm like, okay, she must have logically stayed inside the school. We don't see her make it out. I'm like, she might have seen from like a classroom. And once we get to the episode, I was, I didn't like how they did the dream sequence thing with like, oh, Lucas had a dream and Keith showed him. That didn't make any sense to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like that. But... Oh, well. Dom hates all of that. I, yeah, <laughs> I think this is this is brilliant, Angela, because we're exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I you also... like Dom, but you like my shows and TV <laughs> and movies. <laughs> well, so how how have you found Dom's predictions as as you've gone through? Have you been surprised at how? accurate he's been um yes and no because i feel like for every prediction that's on point he has one that's so far off that (laughs) (laughs) which i won't say but yeah i've been a few so it's like either i'm target or not even hitting the board so um it's entertaining how do you how do you feel about that, Dom? You're either bang on the money or wildly off. I mean, uh, whenever I get it right, I, I seem to piss people off. People get upset with me. I get a lot of comments that I I then find out through Simon that you know they've on Patreon or on the Zoom chat when we're doing the watch along um, that people are just angry that I was right. So I think people really love it when I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it, you know it's good to be right and wrong sometimes. So I like it when I'm right, of course, and I'm like, yeah. yes, I knew this was going to happen. Um, but when I think of like wild, crazy things and it doesn't happen, then it, you know it's a, it's a bit sad. But I think everybody loves it when I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
As and they also love like a, it when you're right. I think as much as there's a cue for Team Dom, there's there's a lot of Team Simon in, in me and my predictions. There's like, we hate it when he's right. Let's all jump ship. Let's all join Simon and, and band against that's him. Not, so. That's not true. It's not true. I actually think... I would, do you know what I think it would be? The divide would be people, everyone's Team Dom with your opinions, I would say, and predictions, and I'm in the minority of being like the Lucas fan and whatever, whatever. Everybody hates I, him. Right, except me. But I think that people maybe like some of the, uh, I don't know, like stupid stories and things and things on dance floors and things that happened <laughs> and whatever else um like i'm a bit maybe a bit more i've had more of a colorful adolescent period maybe um but yeah no i think well that's what the blend is right is we we blend those stuff together uh, angela we we got to talk about this episode um well firstly first and foremost thank you so much for listening it actually blows our mind literally it's so surreal that anybody listens to this at all but the fact that you have listened to things that we recorded like you know years ago now at this point um we feel we feel honored by it um so thank you so much we really appreciate and thank you for your support and being here it really means a lot yeah no problem thanks for the great content it's entertaining so (laughs) as long as it's entertaining i'll listen (laughs) <laughs> okay good so if we lose you we know that we've dropped the ball so much pressure <laughs> well okay well let's talk let's talk about this episode i just want to start this off by saying that i think in one tree hill there are three types of episodes you either get an episode that's crazy drama you know that's full-on season finale <laughs> mid finale type situation you get what or you get what Don would call a filler episode. We're just setting stuff up that's we're gonna pay off later. And then the third type, which I think is this episode, is you get more of a quiet episode where mm. things happen but they're not super dramatic. It's not left with someone like staring at a gun thinking, I'm gonna kill someone in the next episode or I'm gonna run someone like it's not not those types of things. It's smaller and it comes back to that feeling of we're in a town, a small town. There's no supernatural elements. It's just people living their lives, going through adulthood and now, like, you know, young adulthood, learning lessons, evolving as people. And I feel like it was like one of those episodes where things happened and it felt nice. It felt calming in a way. I just want to put that out there. I'm preempting that for Dom. Angela, who give us a character for us to to talk about? Um. Oh wow. I guess we can start with Mouth. I don't know if we ever start with Mouth, or I guess Million Mouth. I don't. Let's talk about them. Well, how how do you feel about Million Mouth as a couple, Angela? like neutral i don't really care if they're together or not um it's like mouth peaked in high school so <laughs> not too much <laughs> at that point um they're okay you know it's like 
the moving away, coming back, that kind of thing. I don't really care at this point in the show. Okay, that's that's <laughs> fair. That's an opinion. I, I mean, Dom, he gets his job back. Um, and I, I, well, I enjoy the way he gets it back, where he's going in to beg for it back, and they're like, we need you. What can we do? Oh, yeah. I, I, want, I need an office. I need better snacks in the break room. And I need an intern. Two questions. One... Dom, you got to love this to an extent. Come on, Mouth's got his job back. Like, it's nice. It's a bit of wish fulfillment in a way. But did you have any idea that the intern was going to be GG? Well, there's a few things I need to clarify before we before we move on and, and get further and deeper into to Mouth and his uh, storyline, is that, for me, filler episodes are episodes that have no real relation to the storyline. There might be I'm subtle okay. hints... But they don't continue anything, so they're just filler and nonsense. So I don't classify this episode as filler. So I'll just just put that out there now because it did have elements of continuing a story and so on and so forth. But there are elements of it that could be, you know, conceived as filler, like Owen. What's the point in him? Useless. Yeah, fuck Um, Owen and his dodgy moustache. Yeah, I only brought her back so that... I could see you. That's what a really shitty thing to say. I thought. Anyway, let's move on back to mouth. So <laughs> yeah, I don't care about this teenage girl that I'm was out using drinking. her. Yeah, <laughs> just using her to get back to you. Um, um, but we'll come to that when we get when we get to Owen and Brooke. But mouth is kind of like a local celebrity in. I want to say Omaha. Is it was it Omaha? Because I said Ohio yep. about a thousand times and it's Omaha. <laughs> um, anything it begins with an O. It might as well be Oklahoma. Um, so he's gone to Omaha, he's become this kind of local celebrity, he's done like a really good job there. Um, it's clear that he's got skills, he knows his trade, he's very good at it. He wants to come home because Millie's at home. So he goes to kind of apologize uh, to the to the station chief, whatever, whatever you want to call him, and get his job back or, or some kind of job. I don't think he's expecting to be a presenter, but the guy walks in and he's like immediately like, we want you come back, you know, because he hasn't had the chance to say, oh, I've left that job. I want something. So things have been thrown at him and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I want an office. I want, uh, you know, I want better snacks. I want an intern. I think that's good. I think that's actually a nice element of the show. When it comes to Gigi, I had absolutely no idea that she would return at this point. I thought possibly like a while ago she might return in some capacity. She's come back from, you know, university or college or whatever, and she's, you know, going to cause some havoc somewhere. But I, I didn't know that the, this would be it. And I can't help but just find her incredibly awkward just for the whole thing. Just like she's all over him. She talks about like sex continuously. Uh, I, I wonder how much of it is facade or how much of it is like put on to kind of make mouth jealous and really she hasn't done any of that she's just been like a bit geeky or whatever but also knowing kind of like the background of the show i suppose or like what goes on behind the camera um it i just felt it, re- it was really creepy and really kind of like out of left field that she was so all over him um and he kept saying i've got a girlfriend and then he panics when he's like putting his shirt on and millie's like oh you smell nice or whatever and he's like so what you know (laughs) it's like get away from me millie but yeah uh i i like elements of his story i found Gigi incredibly awkward but how did you feel 
but surprised. Good. How did you feel, Angela? Um. Yeah, I actually forgot Gigi came back in this episode. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Um. <laughs> it's just it's like Felix and Rachel. It's like doesn't it doesn't just seem real and it's just very you know typical teenage drama to kind of bring in that character again to cause like drama i'm not a fan and she was a character that i thought was really cute and nice before and then to bring her back in that way it was just really annoying um especially since it's just like she's coming back and like mouth really i don't want whatever i mean you know you like who you like i guess but yeah, I forgot all about this whole storyline, so <laughs> it's going to be interesting um, re-watching that, because I don't actually remember too much about that, but um, I was like happy to see her for a second, and then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I think I think it was kind of similar, like, oh, wow, Gigi's back, and then it was like, oh, Gigi's back, <laughs> yeah. and it was just, she was like all over him, and it was horrible, but I can't help but feel that she's there to create tension between Mouth and Millie. Exactly. That's the only reason she's been she's been dropped back into into Tree Hill. She's she's not actually there to yeah. progress as a character or create something different or even last till the end of season nine. I think she's just there because Millie and Mouth are too perfect and they need tension for them to be able to grow into something different or special or or something more than what they are. So it just kind of feels like Flat let's drop nice. Gigi in. Yeah, exactly. Let's drop Gigi in. She's got all this weird sexual aggression that she's throwing <laughs> at mouth. And let's have Millie catch them in his office or catch them hugging in the corridor or she's clinging onto his arm or she's, you know, he's spilt something on his trousers. He's had to take his trousers off. She happens to be in his <laughs> office. That kind of thing. You know, you think this is just ridiculous. So that's like, oh, the only reason. It's like nothing happened, but we got to make it look like it did because he can't enforce boundaries. Yeah, it, yeah. It, exactly. So that's that's why she's here. Simon, what that's do you like, feel about Gigi being back? <laughs> well, that would be like the Deb and Tim from season two. Do you yeah. remember when he's got the, un, you know, it's just the misunderstanding. Oh, I think, um, yeah, I agree with what both of you said. I think it's really sad because Millie, we've said before, genuinely is the nicest person in one tree hill mm. she i don't even think she has a flaw like at this point right i mean yeah. we also don't know too much about her character at this point like we do but she's not as layered as the other characters but she's so nice it, she just doesn't deserve it she deserves goodness not that anyone deserves you know any heartbreak or anything that that potentially could happen like that but she really doesn't so yeah well we'll see we'll see where that goes we'll see where that goes who give us another Fred Angela okay um let me just think here it's like a lot of it's tied in can we just get like <laughs> Lucas and Peyton out of the <laughs> Oh, Angela, I don't like the way that you prefix that. And I only say that because I know that Dom is going to have a heavy, heavy negative opinion about this storyline. And I actually think it's quite nice. Isn't it quite nice? Like, what's wrong with this? Can I start off by saying 
I don't like them. <laughs> I really. <laughs> I not I like most of the characters. But those two is just Lucas. Yeah, I don't like Lucas. Sorry. <laughs> um, he just, especially coming into the show, he's a character I thought I would like, and I started out liking, and then he just continued to just make the same mistakes over and over and over again. I don't like Lucas. I don't like Peyton because every time I start to like her, she's brought down by Lucas in a way. So I'm not. I'm not a fan. So when did it change? So just interest is interesting because season one is by far my favorite season, and the first like six episodes or so of season one, I think that Lucas there is oh. the best. Like that is. Oh, okay who we're all anchored into as our protagonist of him trying to enter a world that he's not basically had the courage to go into before because of all of the external drama and Dan and what, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I wonder if this is quite a popular thing that people start feeling like that. And then there is something that happens that creates a new trajectory for Lucas. So where do you, where did it change for you? Yeah, definitely. Starting out, I did like him. I did, I did like him, and um, he he seemed a bit cheesy, like very, very, just like too poetic in a way. But I still liked him. He had good morals and everything. Um, he started to fall off whenever the love triangle started. I'm not a fan of love triangles. It was then, and. He had a brief moment of kind of redemption, and then they did it again. At that point, I was done. So season two, whenever he and Brooke got back together, that's when I was done. Because I just saw in that relationship, he didn't learn his lesson. He didn't protect the relationship. He had no boundaries again. I just didn't, I just didn't appreciate that. So I feel like it's a common theme. It's just like, and I get it. It's like you have like five or six main characters you have to interconnect the stories but like on a real- realistic point of view it's like there's so much unhealthy just like no boundaries here you're putting yourself in these situations and no one's blinking about how inappropriate it is and so for me it was just he did it again he does it with Lindsay. it's just i can't <laughs> i can't it's like five years later you're still doing it I couldn't do it. And then with Peyton, oh, by season five, I hated her for sure. Like, (laughs) I never liked her to begin with. And I felt like she had, in season two, I was starting to like her. And then midway season three, it kind of went down the dumpster again. And I didn't like her ever since. So it's just, it's a lot. And then I get a lot of criticism because they're like, well, he starts off good, and because of a few little bad things, you don't like him, but you love Nathan because Nathan's my favorite character. And the difference is, even though Nathan starts off so bad, he genuinely does learn from his mistakes, and you see him change, whereas I do feel like Lucas continuously keeps doing the same things over and over and over again. And that's why I don't like him. Great. 
great answers. <laughs> great answers. I, I just have to. I I want to ask Dom. I want to ask you the same question, but I just have to ask a, a small caveat question there. Who's critiquing you? Like, where are you saying these One Tree Hill opinions where people are giving you criticism? Well, so okay, so I guess I didn't mention this when I was watching the show. I was putting my live comment reactions on Reddit. So that's where the criticism was coming from. As I watched episode one, I literally on Reddit was posting my live thoughts and reactions and like titling it as One Tree Hill season one, episode one, my live comments and reactions to moments. And the Peyton fans were on me. <laughs> the Layton fans were on me. But I genuinely was being truthful. I have the comments. Even now I can go to, to my Reddit and show like I always held these opinions as a first time viewer and I still hold them where it was just like it it wasn't working for me. So. That's really cool. If <laughs> if you're comfortable to if you feel okay to send me the link and then when I post this out on Patreon then yeah. our Ravens uh, can have a look if you want to. Yeah, yeah, I'll see if it's still there cuz I know after a certain season Reddit wouldn't let me post them anymore for some reason. I definitely have like season one, two, and three, I believe. So um, I should definitely have those. Yeah, send me send me a link. Speaking of, for our Ravens, I spent way too long of my life compiling a list on Patreon. It's pinned at the top of... It has all of our ratings for every episode, but what took the time was it has all of the links for all of the watch alongs all in one place so if you ever want to just oh i want to watch dom react to season two episode seven you can just click the link and there's the video uh, so it's all there and so in one place if you're at that level of patreon varsity and up dom what, when did you get turned off from Lucas? Was it immediate or was it partway through season one, two? What, what happened? I think it was partway through episode one, season one. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, I, I don't really know. I think in season one, he was mostly tolerable. And then, yeah, in season two, it's just like the... Uh, just the continuous mopiness and <laughs> issues that he had and you know this the, the girl trouble that he created all the time and it, it was just a continuous loop of him being a bit of an idiot um i think he was okay in season one i think that that's about it for me i think after that i've never really been a fan um yeah, that's kind of it. I, I, yeah, I just, I just don't like him as a character. He's just not a very likable character. Um, and Peyton is just as bad. As she, oh my God. Pey, Peyton has had some really good, like, redeemable episodes and has had some really good moments. Um, uh, and some things that make you think, yeah, go for it, you know, like Psycho Derek and all of that. You know, there's been some really good stuff and good content around Peyton. Um, but she's also just been, awful in some of it and you just think oh go away you know the whole fall, falling out with Brooke stuff and that just went on for so long and a lot of that was because of Lucas and you know it's just it's just a continuous cycle of them hating each other so yeah it was early on it was early on I've got to say Simon I'm sorry <laughs> it's alright it's okay the thing is is 
I in, instantly had this connection to Lucas because we look so similar. We both has that have that like chiseled jawline, mm, you know, and pack. that really good. Well, the six packs obvious. <laughs> I mean, does Lucas have a six pack? I don't remember that being a thing. Even if he doesn't, I do, Angela. I mean, you know, it's pretty much an eight pack at this point. Um, I was I was discussing uh, over Easter dinner today about my. Mm, it's complicated. Families are complicated. My basically, like my father-in-law was uh, talking about goes to the gym and this, that, and the other. Simon, do you go to the gym? And I was like, well. Not really my thing, but I do take part in the Dorito Olympics. Nice. And they call me Cool Original, you know, <laughs> or over there, Cool Ranch. Did you know that, Angela, that in the UK, this is so, doesn't matter, but the blue Doritos <laughs> in the UK are called Cool Original, but your blue Doritos <laughs> are cool, or just ranch, are they? Just cool Ranch, yeah. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Can I just say about Nathan is that you said about he's someone that makes mistakes and learns from them. And I think that is the true difference is that Lucas makes mistakes and I think he does learn from them eventually. But what people, I think, generally in life, if you're going to get advice from someone, so you see how like Nathan's been giving advice to Brooke more recently. Mm. If someone has been through what you are experiencing, whether that's ne- you know they've they've made they've gone down that road and made that mistake or done that whatever, their advice and opinion means so much more than someone that hasn't experienced it, and so there is some sort of layers and nuance to it. That's not to say that therefore I'm always a better person because right. you know there's other people that just didn't steal a school bus in season one or in the pilot or whatever it may be um but it's just more of a relatable character because we've all we all do dumb things and have done dumb things and it is about how you learn from it and it builds more character so i think that's why nathan i would imagine if people did a vote of a hundred thousand one tree hill fans or just a hundred even that a high percentage would be that Nathan would be their favorite character. But but do you think that's the problem with the with the the writing or how it's like scoped in the first season is that Lucas is supposed to be our protagonist, our hero, the one that comes in, he's the outsider that joins the basketball team but he's better than everyone else or just as good as like kind of Nathan they have that skill. But obviously he's like the evil brother that is attached to the evil father and you know you've got your whole kind of star wars scenario but mm-hmm. do you think do you think because it's framed in such a way and then when we learn a little bit later down the line that lucas is a bit of a bell end um that actually we can't accept it because we can accept that nathan is a is a is an asshole from the beginning but he gets better and then when he relapses into being an asshole he gets better again we're kind of we're accepting of it but Lucas is framed in such a way that he's such a good guy and that he's the guy that's really going to look after you and he's the guy that will look after his friends and he'll do this and he'll do that and he'll be honourable. And then all of a sudden he's just a bit of a dick. 
and and the dickness can, sort of continues and he, he redeems himself a little bit and then dickness continues and you kind of think, well, <laughs> he's just shit. Why the hell are we watching him? And it's because uh, I, I genuinely now started to think that he's framed completely wrong. I think if there was a bit of dickness from the beginning, it kind of, we'd kind of be more accepting of Lucas. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I, I would put it the other way. Yes, I agree. But I would put it that they didn't lean into it enough. Like, I think it's that at the beginning, you've got Lucas is the good boy, whatever, whatever. Nathan's the douche, right? And then when they enter in, into each other's world, that actually Nathan gets the benefits of Haley and that Lucas normally has, right? And so he starts becoming a better person and going down a different path. And that they could have leaned into Lucas now gets the temptations of the girls in the back of the the car, the cheerleaders, the, uh, the cheerle- yeah, the pre- the pressure of the game or being suddenly becoming popular in the Letterman jackets and this, that, and the other, and he starts becoming more like how Nathan was becoming, and they almost sort of switch roles, and then it's that actually Lucas has to redeem himself, and it's more of a shift to come back and they kind of then can meet in the middle but i don't think they really leaned into it enough i mean if topsy-turvy episode had been made into like a season yes Yes. that would have been better like it would like gradual that gradual change that would have made sense and it would have been worthwhile we've fixed it we've We've just (laughs) fixed it 20 years later we've fixed it you're welcome also is the fact that Sometimes he apologizes, but it's the fact that he does some of these things and he's still doing it with the mindset that he's doing a good thing. So it's Mm. not even like it's framed as he's doing these things. He's being a jerk, but in his eyes, he sees it as he's still the nice guy. And that's what makes him douchey is the fact that he's not being a jerk and saying, yeah, I'm being a jerk and I don't care. He literally is like, oh, I'm being the good guy right now. And he's like, he's has to save your complex like with his relationship with Brooke when he's just like with the whole Peyton thing and he's not distancing himself he sees it in his head that I'm being a good friend to her I don't see what's wrong with what I'm doing like he cannot see that what he's doing is hurting his relationship so he's playing his card that he's so innocent in all of this with the um Lindsay and Peyton situation he doesn't really even see anything wrong with that really like I didn't see any remorse for that Mm, I really wow. didn't. So it's just like he's this nice guy, but it's like he doesn't even see that there's something to learn. He just calls me and he's like, "Hey, you want to get married?" Like, really? <laughs> like that's what we're doing? <laughs> really? <laughs> that's but, su- that's such also- a good point. Such a good point. Sorry, Simon. Oh, just because that's such mm-hmm. a good point because um, people don't see themselves as the villain. You never <laughs> like characters will not see themselves as the villain. But if you look at Nathan. Nathan is the like is the villain at some points or in some episodes or is a bit of an idiot. And then in on ref, he can reflect and he does reflect and says, I've made a stupid mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Even in this episode saying to Jamie, hey, you know, when I was a kid or when I was younger, I would have got into fights and I, I am a worse person than you because I would have got into trouble. But you are such a, you know, you, you, you know, you're, you're big and you're bold and, and you did the right thing. And there are leaders and there are followers and you're a leader. And so these are all great moments because he's, like can reflect and do that and you're so mm. right angela that lucas that uh, kind of never really ever does that he does not do that that's no, brilliant sorry simon go what you were saying no it's true that's true and that is a great point 
and comes back to what I was sort of saying, because Nathan's been through it, it has more weight to it mm. when he's saying you should walk away because if I had walked away, I would be in the NBA right now. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have a shard of glass in my spine. Right. Amazing. But now I'm playing slam ball, so what's up? <laughs> I was going to say that the 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 only other the only saving grace I think you can have is that and we bring it we, we bring it up often the frontal lobe of your brain does not develop properly and for I know that I've looked this up properly in women in average at 22 years old in men on average 25 years old and so that he's 22 so it's like he hasn't actually got that part of processing and that scientifically is why teenagers are more impulsive than you know they're not thinking these things through they're not reflective afterwards of the things that they've done and making the choice which is also why it'd be better if the time jump was longer or if they weren't in high school they were in college the ravens was a college team they then jumped you can then jump five years because they finished college at 22 you jump to them being 27 okay we're there now because you're still and in fact you could just rename the show frontal lobe from that point because now their frontal lobes developed right and now they're like oh my god i stole a school bus <laughs> and they start having to deal with the the guilt and the weight of it but also they can start making these adult decisions and also really start pushing their career because i think that is the kind of age people really start making these changes i mean i don't know I can only speak for myself, but I started my business at 28. I couldn't have started it at 22. <laughs> like, I, it just wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have, it would have accidentally caused some sort of like tax fraud or something, just not knowing what I was. Don't. But sorry, okay, hang on. There's, maybe we should develop a show, Dom, on the side note called Frontal Lobe. I actually think there's something there. I like it. I like it. Definitely. There's, there's something. Let's talk about there. all the stupid shit we've done before we were 25, because I'm, I'm actually down for that. <laughs> I actually believe my frontal lobe didn't develop properly until I was 28. I think I delayed it. Um, well, the 25 thing is an average, with, isn't it? It's an average. So, late bloomer yeah it's an average i was no 13, no so. but, but hang on hang on <laughs> yeah yours came in instant <laughs> right. i actually have a theory though um i'm sorry angela this is a very s small slight tangent i actually have a theory about this right so the frontal lobe can delay and for some people they don't even really get it like it doesn't really happen and it can be delayed by people drinking alcohol like you know like alcoholics like drinking every day or like people smoking like weed every day um and so dom and i share a friend that basically had that habit from you know like 16 years old look i'm i'm no saint okay i had that ha i i smoked weed in college okay 16 to 22 was what i was doing right apart from when i was in the summer camps and things in a way um but it's a suppressant right it literally makes it makes you okay with doing nothing mm. weed can make you content with doing nothing but then you know finish college get a job meet ethne that's done move on but i do think that that may be delay anyway dom uh, not dom 
or a friend, <laughs> our friend who, <laughs> who who had been yes, no, it's sounds not like, Dom. It like Let me yeah. make it clear, it's not Dom. But someone he didn't he smoked weed for a very long time, you know, like from sixteen to. I'm not putting his business out. He's never going to hear this and we're not saying any <laughs> names. But um, I think that that actually has that stopped the development mm. and so never really developed that part of consciousness because it's also being self-conscious of your decisions, of your past decisions and whatever else. And it can get really tricky because you're judging you when you're 17, 18, 19, whatever – and acting as if you have the brain that you do now, which of course you don't because now you're an adult. I but I think for some it's just it what do you think, Dom? I think that just didn't happen and that's where the issues are. Yeah, I think he's probably still stunting that development now. To some right. to some degree. <laughs> are we coming to the agreement that Lucas smoked too much weed and <laughs> his development yes. is a little bit behind? That's exactly it. <laughs> and that explains that exactly those squinty it. eyes and... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which got a great That's... mention in this episode as well. <laughs> it was a great reference. Great. Thank you, Angela, for pulling that full circle. That was <laughs> Bringing us perfectly done. We needed that. Okay, well, hang on. So this storyline, B. Davis Magazine, would you be a subscriber, Angela? I don't subscribe to magazines. I guess in support of my friend. If she was my friend, I would. <laughs> okay, you literally have to be her friend. To, okay, Dom, <laughs> yeah. would you? Back in the day when you would subscribe to magazines, uh, no, no, no. This is this is no. this not aimed at me. This sort of magazine, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> you? No, no, no. The only the only magazine subscription I ever had when I was a kid. Can you remember? Uh, I, w- I want to say Simpsons or Rugrats. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my god! Both. I think yeah, both. I'm actually just. I'm actually now just remembering. I had loads of loads. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I, and, I mean. But it was in the shop in um, Coney Heath. Rays. Oh, sorry. I just outed. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's where I live. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> in this in the village that Dom and I. Dom lived. I was one village over. Anyway, the <laughs> such a countryside such a thing detail. to say, isn't it? Well, I, oh, you might have called oh, me out there. on it. <laughs> I lived one village over. Can't do the voice, but the there was one shop in this village, right? Just one store, and but he would the guy there would do the magazine subscriptions. I was thinking of it was the Nintendo magazine, uh-huh. but then I you're right. I also had. Rugrats, The Simpsons, and WWE, then WWF, all at different periods of my life. But yeah, none of them are B. Davis magazine. No. <laughs> but in the magazine, there's an article that says about when you move in, how you do it, this, that, and the other, which ends up with them having light relief. That's what I liked about it, was that neither of them were in drama. They were having... They were like, it was like nice banter that they were having together, which also so can often if you have banter and jokes with your loved one, sometimes it can end in a real argument like the, you know, like small things. And I thought he was going to 
toe that line when he was having oh erectile dysfunction. <laughs> And then he made a joke about who's going to call Lindsay. It was like, whoa, my friend. That was was far. I was doubt about that line, but I was like, that's very inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) All things considered, I wouldn't even bring up her name. But, you know, she took it very well. She had the great response. Yeah, the perfect response. She was like, yeah, if that's going to (laughs) help. But I liked it. I thought it was nice and it ended nicely. And we got the great Fergie joke as well. Lucas loves him some Fergalicious. Angela, you didn't like it at all? It was very cringy. In fact, it's funny that I got this episode because I remember like all of their scenes I just skipped in this episode because (laughs) it's just, it's very uncomfortable. Like their banter to me. And it's not really on his side. Lucas to me was being like Lucas, but it's Peyton. The acting, I don't know what, it's very awkward to watch. Her being flirty is very awkward to watch. It doesn't work for me. It's just, to me, she, and I hate to say this, Peyton only works for me when she's sad. Anything else falls really flat for me. <laughs> like when she's going through tough times, because I don't want her to always go through tough times, but I feel like that's what works. That's the only time i connect with her when she's happy it feels very very flat for me and i'm just like i always skip these scenes with them because it's very cheesy i can't take it seriously and it almost doesn't really seem like peyton because i feel like even around her own friends she's very moody Mm -hmm. so i feel like lucas felt like lucas peyton didn't feel like peyton to me but you know that's just how i feel uh the the dreams were interesting where she obviously had like a, a bit of an overactive you know imagination on the back of reading the magazine so the the cage in the room and uh all of that that was that was fairly amusing and then him saying yeah i wonder what it would be like having you and brooke in there you know and that sort of thing that was just silly nonsense um <laughs> which was quite funny but i actually thought they'd go more down the line of um you kind of oh the magazine says you know you 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 don't need know each other that well or you need to get to know each other better before you move in like i think i know you pretty well so i made your favorite breakfast i'm oh i made you oh, what you made me french toast no i made you waffles um not with pancakes oh okay and and then i thought they'd go down that road of well let's 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 do this let's test each other so like who what's my favorite band the the cure came up well, i don't like the cure oh okay you know because we had the the whole music incident like I've never liked The Cure. I like one song, whatever, and we moved on. I actually agreed with Lucas on that point. They are pretty dull and a bit, yeah, miserable. Um, but if there was Quinty, there would be him. Um, <laughs> uh, I, but I thought they'd push that a little bit more rather than this line down the house and if you cross the line, you lose and they're both they're both just stubborn and didn't want to lose. And um, it, it, it then kind of brought them together in the end and that was kind of the point. But I thought maybe if we went down this road of, oh, what what don't we actually know about each other? We We thought we knew each other really well, but we have had this quite big gap apart from each other and then you know let's let's find out a little bit more and let's let's dig into family history a bit more or something something along those lines and it and it didn't happen and then it became this kind of cheesy kind of episode and scene for them so yeah i i, I didn't i didn't really enjoy it their their bit of the episode 100 percent filler just their bit <laughs> yeah. of the episode the, the rest of it was okay but yeah i yeah i wasn't on board with it 
after the pancake bit. <laughs> so then I would ask, where does that fall for you two? Because you mentioned that gap, and that's something I was thinking of too, which is not just Peyton and Lucas, but Peyton and Brooke. It's been what a few years since they've like seen each other at this point, since like the beginning of season five. And realistically, because I know like when I graduated high school, the people just we just didn't talk anymore. If I were to see them now, we're not picking up where we left off. And so it's kind of like you get a new best friend. I'm just a little surprised they didn't really go there. It's like everyone just kind of like they're back in their old roles. Do you feel like that's more realistic and they should have played into that or we I, see here. I think that's I think I think that's a great point. Like I mean I I won't speak for Dom, but yeah, I'm going to give my guess for him too, and he can, you can correct me, Dom, if I'm wrong. But here, if you used to see someone, if we were in the supermarket and you saw someone you went to school with that you know wasn't like a friend, just someone that you knew, you hide in the next yeah. aisle because you don't want to have that awkward conversation. Of, oh, hi, do you remember me? I remember you. Oh, how are you? I don't really care. I just want to get my almond milk and bounce but you know the that's how i feel i i want to avoid it at all costs but that being said every time i've bumped into someone from school and famously on this podcast i didn't have the, the best experience at school it's always been a positive interaction like i've even people that i thought oh they were like mean at school or this that and the other i've seen like Dom, where we play football, like years ago, like a decade ago, I was playing there in like a five-a-side league thing. And there on the other team was some guys that went there at my school, but like sort of like popular guys. And I didn't say anything. And they came straight up to me and were like, hey, how's it going? You good? You know, body, but it was all it was the opposite of what I'd expected. And it was nice. And I've bumped into other people and it's been... So really, you shouldn't hide away from it. But yes, I think it would have been interesting to have some of that, like an awkward seeing someone in a in a shop and not knowing what to say. I mean, Dom is sorry. Is that how you feel? You'd you'd hide in the next aisle too. Um, I mostly just think I'm just going to carry on and ignore them as if they're not there, so that like <laughs> so it's just like I didn't notice them. Do you know what I mean? I just carry on, um, and then we crack on. Like I've had. Um, you, you remember the girl that you're um, you're still actually going out with that used to that used to be your girlfriend from a long time ago. That technically you never really split up, so it's still technically your girlfriend. Um, Anyone that's listened to the Family Man podcast episode <laughs> will get that reference. So but I, yes, I've bumped into her a, a number of times, and she's she's really awkward. She, oh. she's like, <laughs> she doesn't say anything. So I'm like, so I, because I know that that's going to be the reaction, I'm like, I need to avoid it because I just can't be bothered because I'm willing to stand there and say, oh, hi, you know, you're right. Well, things, what, what you're up to. And, and they're not, but there's been other people that have been absolutely fine as well. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. I don't, I don't care either way. I'm not really fussed. If I wanted to know, or if I wanted them to be part of my life, they'd be part of my life, but they're not. So I don't care. I'm literally in, on that boat. Um, uh, but I think there, there, were, there was no element of relearning, regrowth with this lot. So with me and Simon, there has yes. been, because we had a, a real, a really big gap 
of, of yeah. in, in our friendship and we've had to kind of come together and find things out about each other again and what we do now and and you know like the likes and don't likes of our lives and you, you know everything everything that we you know pretty much freely talk about on the podcast but they haven't it's kind of back in role straight away and she's made pancakes for him because that's brooke's favorite breakfast and she's she, you know that's the sort of thing that she'd she'd know and she knows what brooke likes to listen to or doesn't like to listen to and she does this and she does that and yeah they've just fallen back into place nice and easily reassumed the roles that they were before exactly like you said brooke you know trying to be the popular one um lucas trying to be the the thoughtful thinking one Peyton trying to be the sort of moody artsy one you know that all, all that kind of stuff so they they have just reverted back to those characters but they're slightly older so yeah really really interesting point that is a great point angela and that is a great example dom i didn't even think of that that's right like we we've always been in contact but we've never we weren't like super tight friends until really us re- doing this podcast together and now you know i'm not gonna speak too much on it but we're very close friends mm. you know i speak and so but it is like we yeah we're adults we're we're different you know like i'm crazy and I'm, I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in a beard and i probably wasn't that as a child you know and dom's the other way he is the tin man so it's like but together <laughs> We're we're perfect. So you guys are like the Brooke and Haley of this episode, which I really appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, excellent. I like that. Well, okay, so that's that's them. I mean, Dom, can we get a prediction for Lucas and Peyton, and also for Mal for Millie because we didn't get one for that. Well. For, for me, Angela kind of hit the nail on the head that like Peyton being happy is just weird and doesn't happen often. So the 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 sadness has got to come back at some point. She's not had a season where she's not just been like sad or ruined like in some way, you know, uh, like emotionally. I mean, so I I I, I think that something has got to happen. Something pretty disastrous has got to happen in her life. You know, Larry's blown up or something like that or you know what was his name mick wolf mick wolf mick. has killed larry or something you know you know you know just chuck that in there but i think i no, i think something's gonna happen that's got to put maybe a little bit of tension on them um but but mostly with her so i i, I can't really figure out what's gonna happen maybe they'll be happy for a few more episodes but i think something something's got to get in the way of that something's something's going to crop up that really like puts them on edge or or it is is it like a real disaster point for them you think she'll get another mom yeah maybe <laughs> like mom number three will come out the woodwork you know okay. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing <laughs> someone what else about mouth and <laughs> Yeah. What about Mouth and Millie? The, the Mouth and Millie one was, um, my prediction on that was that Gigi will create that point of tension. Oh, and, yes. And be, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah. Cool, okay. So point of tension and point of disaster, that will be the two relationships here. <laughs> yeah, because, because we're early on in the season, right? Like we always build to the mid-season finale, which I assume would have been like the Christmas break. 
and then we come back and then we start the slow build to the actual season finale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the drama must ensue soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, Angela, what's our next thread, please? Uh, can we talk about... Well, let me just think for um, Jamie... Chuck. The Jamie Cape <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Angela? What's your thoughts mm. on Jamie, the Chuck, the Capes, how it was handled? Um, I like that storyline. Um I don't know how I would describe this because it is kind of like the whole situation goes into like Nathan and Haley. But I, I really enjoyed this storyline. Um I think it's probably one of my favorite things about this episode was just the whole the Dan part as well. Um, but I like that the cape and poncho, that whole connection, it made me laugh. The callback to the poncho. Um, I like that. I like that Jamie stood up for himself first and then they kind of told him, you know, like, walk away and then he did but I did like that he initially he fought back not too much yeah because if that was my little brother or sister yeah I'd be like no (laughs) don't let anybody push you down (laughs) yeah and I'm actually worried about that with like our son starts nursery he starts his transition to nursery like the week after next and uh yeah which is great it's only like three mornings a week but eventually you know that will quickly evolve into him being there uh you know five days a week full days and all the rest of it but i mean i lose i can lose i i am a very calm person the only time i can really like lose it on the inside is usually around walking my dog where if like someone else has their dog off the lead and it goes to attack my dog or whatever I like it's it hurts my soul because it's like you're gonna hurt my dog I don't know how I'm gonna feel when it's my child (laughs) you know like if I if like another kid's pushing my kid around or something um not saying I'm gonna be out here beating up kids but I'm just like I think I can understand Haley's reaction especially to the mother being a dick I mean, Dom, how how did you feel about it all? Yeah, I I thought it was justified. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and you know, what if, what if, what if you're on the other side of that? What if, what if he turns out to be the the kid that's pushing other kids around? Mm-hmm. What do you do then? Who, who? Oh, what if? I mean, you. My kid is the bu- is the bully. <laughs> oh, your kid's the bully. <laughs> I, that went, I actually it have. Never, it would never. I have. Happen. I have. I have a friend different friend i can't get everyone to think this is this one guy that's got all these things happening i have this other friend that's got a kid that's six months older than my kid and his kid is a bully i know like, who you mean already they're, they're kind of breeding but they're kind of happy about it like they're like oh. like he had this other kid this my friend's kid had like pushed a kid over or something and they were like yeah and i was like mm. <laughs> I don't mm, nah and my son my son is very sensitive already um and so I know that he's not and we 
But yeah, he's not going to be on that side of it. I was only throwing a spanner. No, I, I know. But if if he was if he was on that side though, I would take it. I'd I'd be I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Not embarrassed of him, but you know, it'd be like. I feel that's a reflection of how we've raised him, and yeah. that's it's not so. I'd be is it? thank you for thank you for the feedback. Feedback is a gift. I'll do my best customer service, you know. Um, but yeah, okay. So you think it was justified, Haley's reaction? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, fighting's never good, but you know, she lost it with the mom as well, and obviously Jamie, um, kind of standing up for himself and standing up for Q wasn't he standing up for his friend who's not there to, yeah. to defend himself so I, I think it's fine I think it's okay they talked it through the mum wasn't receptive it then got a bit tense but that was kind of like the obvious part of the episode of what was going to happen Haley sees the mum Haley approaches the mum to discuss it and it becomes a problem for them you know so how can she justify you know telling Jamie off for example for pushing a kid around or, or starting a, a, a little fight when she goes and does the same thing. And this is this is the whole point of like Nathan and becoming the bigger person and, and um doing the whole cape thing, which is which was lovely. I thought it was a really good part of the episode. Um it was really kind, it was really nice, and then it changed that kid's perception, you know, massively. And also Jamie's as well, with Jamie going in going, you know, I'm a leader. Um, you know, some people are leaders, some are followers, so and I agree with all of that. And I think it's great, and I like Nathan doing it, and yeah, it's cool. Yep, yep, yep. What I didn't like was how it ended with that, ah, some kids are followers, some are leaders, fine to say. But then he just goes on to say, you know, Scott's rule. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is a, like like an O'Doyle rules from Billy Madison, right? And they end up driving off a cliff in that to get our redemption on those bullies. But it's like he's become a dick. Like, as in, he's only a child, so that's not. But I just mean, like, he, it's like he's now been reinforced that, oh, I can be, I'm the man. I'm I'm, going to be the popular guy. Scots are the best. I'm a leader. You can all just follow me. So it needs to be. He needs to be reined in a little bit. He needs a bit of Lucas. Well, uh, humility. He, he, totally, absolutely agree. Uh, he probably needs a bit of James. He needs a bit of Haley, doesn't he? Because she's she's got that humility. But this has all come from yes. Dan. The, the whole episode, yeah, Dan is saying to him, "Scots are the best, and Scots are good at this, and you're a Scott boy, and you're a Scott man now." True. And, he, and like he yeah. goes, "Oh, even Daddy, like Daddy's the best one," you know. And that, so there's all of this rhetoric coming from yeah. Dan, you know. All so. right. All right, Dom. Yeah, All right, Dom. There he is. From Dan, but I think there's some solace in the fact that Dan did point to like Nathan is, you know, he's the best. So at least we also know that in Jamie's head, that's what he's kind of seeing as his kind of go to role model. Mm. So even him trying to be like, oh, I'm a leader, but he's still kind of looking at Nathan for that. So there is still that I'm going to be a good person and not necessarily. I'm going to be a bully, you know, because he is kind of fighting the bully and saying that, that he's going to be a mm-hmm. leader and doing the right thing. So I think it's a little bit of both of him having that Dan influence, but Dan did kind of direct that at Nathan. So I yeah. kind of took it as both. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good points. Good points. It is uh, <laughs> one of the best parts is when Jamie's talking to Dan and saying, oh, I'm getting teased by chuck and he's saying oh the skolnick family 
You should tease him about his alcoholic mother. <laughs> is it? That's what he says, right? Alcoholic mother that's or father? That's exactly what he oh, says. Alcoholic mother. <laughs> so good. So good. There you go. Yeah, and so just to add for you, Dom, uh, as trivia or behind the scenes, so the kid that plays that played Chuck, him and the kid that plays Jamie are like to this day best friends in real life. Oh, cool. That's quite cool. So I thought uh, that's nice. Yeah. And Chuck, we have Chuck, a namesake for our Raven Chuck. Yeah. We have Chuck. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, good. Any any predictions for Jamie? Not really anything to say there. Just there? more of him and Dan. I actually really like the him and Dan, the the kind of like as much as Dan is pushing this, you know, like O'Doyle rule kind of thing in, into his head and Scots are the best and don't mess with us kind of thing. Um, and yes, I can, you know, I'm going to go and see my parole officer now, uh, murder, you know, and, and that, all that kind of thing is, is a bit silly, but I actually, I actually really like the Jamie Dan connection. Uh, and I think that, um, hopefully that grows and develops and continues rather than crazy drama, but Dan still drew an operation at some point. He needs a new heart. Maybe he's just harvesting. So yeah, <laughs> keep the family close because yeah. he might need bits of them, you know. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense, makes sense. <laughs> okay, Angela, what thread are we going to now? On the table left, you still have Brooke and Sam. And um, what else are we missing? Is that it? It's kind of it. Oh, and Haley, Haley's singing as well. Uh, I guess we can cover the Haley thing. Um, since it's just pretty simple storyline. Um, I did like the fact that she ran into Grace Potter. Um, because I don't listen to Grace Potter. I know one of her songs, but she's just one of those artists that I remember um whenever I would hear her songs when I was younger, I really liked her. Just more one of those like talented and not like super popular singers. Um, so I did like that she ran into Grace Potter because I think I missed that the first time around. I don't know what Grace Potter looks like. So I totally missed that. I would not have known if I didn't read the subtitles that it was Grace Potter. But I did like that. Um, the whole Haley having a career thing, it's, I appreciate it. I don't really care for the whole Haley having a singing career storyline. Um, I just feel like if it wasn't there, it wouldn't really matter. But I do like her having like her own hobbies and finding that kind of thing for herself. So I did feel like um, something that is relevant to the storyline. So it was okay for me. I just have to say, and now this may become unpopular, but Dom and I vowed to be honest on this podcast. I'm sure Joy has a lovely singing voice. I'm sure. But my socks are still on. They have not been blown off. Okay. <laughs> now, Grace Potter, you're saying, I didn't know that was her name, but the woman that's singing in this, the busker, wonderful singing voice, mm-hmm. lovely tone, range, talented, really good. So I just felt a little bit like, sorry for this woman that, hey, here's this woman that's uh, had an album and everything, and she's having to busk on the street. And 
it was almost like Haley was almost not like doing her a favor by duetting with her. But Haley, why don't you tell your friend Peyton that owns a record label? Maybe you want to sign this woman. Like she's talented. I kind of get a feeling that you saying that because I thought that's what's what was going to happen next. Oh, well, <laughs> well I, maybe it I, is. <laughs> because <laughs> that would have been my that would have been the obvious assumption is like oh i'm not a producer but i know one like uh, i know someone that owns the label come and come and see them and get them in the studio and get them doing stuff but uh, yeah. also she did say oh i just like singing for fun because it's just fun and Haley like oh yeah i don't do anything for fun anymore you know i i do it as a a, a, a job I guess she doesn't turn up to teaching so I guess she's not doing that anymore also I understand Peyton being able to be at home all day with this thing but doesn't Lucas have a job like, like it was a school day so does he not need to be at work he's not yeah he's not suspended well, I don't know anymore. what's going on with yeah what's going on with the race it's just out of season but yeah. they still train in the off season but even so he's maybe a coach maybe summer. he's got to do something it's just a joke. Anyway, what a joke. Um, but he, he, none of them go to work. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, I, I just, I, I liked the, I liked the interaction. I, I thought the, the other thing was really good. I didn't know who she was at like, at like real life terms. Um, but I, I thought it was okay. And like kind of pushing Haley down that road of, I want to do this because I enjoy it. I don't want to do it because it's like forced labor sort of thing. So I, I think that's a good message. But yeah, Haley's a bit bland in this episode. Just a bit. That's the best way I can describe her. That's good whenever they harmonize at the end. But um, yeah, I also had kind of gotten backlash for it. Well, I guess she got better because season one, I thought she wasn't good at all. <laughs> whenever she like was playing the piano and singing and they were like, oh, she gets better. It's just the song. I think she does improve, but she's, you know. There was like a comment where they like compared her to Kelly Clarkson, and I was like, not even. <laughs> not that's even. blasphemy. That is that's. So you're basically saying, Angela, that your socks are firmly still on. Also, I actually downloaded a song um from her, and I don't know just from the actors. I can't remember if it's even on the show, but um that I do really like, and it's probably her best song but um as far as what i've heard on the show not very impressed but also not bad i would you know i would give a few dollars if she was singing in the city <laughs> i give her you know you'd, uh, nice. give her you'd throw some yeah you'd throw into the hat you'd throw into that i'm not saying it's bad at all but it's just when you then compare it to someone that's got really great vocal range and like clearly got something going it's like mm, okay i'm not a fan of uh, i'm also not really a fan of um like quite clear studio production singing and miming over it when you're in the street like in a in an episode like had they been in the studio had she been like 
or I just hired out the studio for the day or I'm just using one of the booths or whatever and she was singing kind of studio quality kind of sound it would have made sense but she's out in the street but she sounds like she's indoors and it's just it's that doesn't work for me record her singing outside and then fucking play it over or do something like that you know like put an echo into it do something that makes it fit the scene and uh, the miming really pisses me off it just it just looks so bad you know so do something right about it I do have one really really quick tangenty point to make in that we have a taylor swift group channel whatever in our discord if you want to join the discord get in touch patreon all that stuff but somebody's tagged me in something i mute this channel because i don't think it should exist because what the fuck has taylor swift got to do with our podcast absolutely nothing but somebody's tagged me in something i don't know if you guys can see i will never look at it I will never look at it. I'm not going to open that thread and look at what someone's tagged me in in a Taylor Swift chat. So don't bother. Don't bother. I'm never going to open it and look at it. So whoever that was, sorry, I'm never going to read it. So there you go. Just wow. like a whole Discord wow. server for Taylor Swift. Well, our, so yeah, we our Ravens Discord huh. has mul- in the Discord. There's multiple channels. Right. So we have spoiler a spoiler channel, a non-spoiler channel, and then we have stuff like. Where else are they? In the movies and whatever else. So things related and to our podcast. There, there was a music wow. one on there. And then there was so much chat about Taylor Swift. The Ravens asked for a Taylor Swift channel, which I added. But it's clear how Dom feels about it. And <laughs> you can't speak to him in there because he won't respond or read them. No. So please don't tag me anymore. It's an annoying notification. <laughs> I wouldn't be in there, so yes. <laughs> I'll say that right now. <laughs> well done, Angela. <laughs> well, okay, so let's talk about uh about Brooke. Brooke's all that's left. Brooke and Sam. Oh, how, Simon, Dom actually want to. I've got to ask you: How did you handle the huskiness of this episode? Because it felt like the worst yet. So I've got to get that in and For ask Brooke, you. Yeah. Oh great! Okay, well, and then I'll I'll ask you about the controversial thing you said on the watch along, um, but the about Sam's head, um, but the I just remembered. <laughs> we'll get to it. Well, so I actually I didn't have time to sit and watch this episode back, so I listened to it, which I often do while uh, walking Luna and having to do stuff around the house. And so when you listen to just the audio, and I've seen it like five, six times, so I can remember what it all looks like. But you really hear things that you don't necessarily would when you're watching. And her voice was so bad in this episode. They actually makes her acting worse. And I'm saying that without even seeing her face. But it it makes it cringy. It makes it like just terrible acting and which is sad because she is not a bad actress she's actually really good but clear your throat have a strepsil have a honey and lemon tea like you guys are the first people i've heard say this comment and i thought it was just me because on my first watch through because i binged it when we are like season one and two, there's some clearness to our voice. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, I was like, ooh, I was like, what happened? I was like, oh my gosh. Because it was like, she has to like whisper everything now. And it's, 
It's terrible. Very scratchy. She sounds like she um, she needs a hot bath and a shoulder rub or something. Vix. It's like she's been on the bench. She's been on a bender for like a few. <laughs> if this like, is, <laughs> if it's medical, I'm really sorry. Like I'm not oh, trying yeah. to throw shots, but I don't know. But the, I. It was terrible, and I think it makes her acting bad. Mm. It makes and it makes me just want her scenes to be over because I can't stand it. It's like you know the nail on a chalkboard, but the chalkboard is inside my soul, <laughs> and it's like Edward Scissorhands doing it, and it's ripping through my spinal cord. I'm basically getting the Nathan Scott shard of glass in the back, but inside <laughs> every time you watch, every week. <laughs> And I can't believe she has a podcast. I mean, unless she, unless she, unless she, but she doesn't sound like that now. She doesn't sound like that now. She sounds fine. So I don't know what's going on. It's terrible. But that was what, that's, that was bad for me. I also just slight tangent note. So as I've mentioned a few times before, I'm into the very niche thing of battle rap, right? And it's about vocal projection. That's how it's going to connect. Don't worry, don't worry. And I, there was this event that happened. It was, like, big. And a guy literally had a squeezy tub of honey just before he was about to perform. It was just, like, drinking the honey so that his throat... So it's, like, to be able to project. And I was thinking, you know what, Brooke? <laughs> if... Just down the hatch or... But Dom, yes. that was my controversial thing. Your controversial thing was I listened to the watch along back. I remember now what I said. And do you want to talk about what you said? I think I was caught giggling and you paused yes. and, and you did your usual, what is it, Dom? Like, why are you laughing? Why have you made me pause the episode? And I was laughing because uh, it was to do with Sam's head. She has a rather large head, but quite a small face. So there's a lot of... There's just there's just a lot of this, and I'm pointing at my forehead, and not a lot of anything else. Like her features are like really small in one place near her chin, and then she's just got a huge head, and that yeah, just stuck out for me a little bit. Stuck out for her as well. Uh, I mean, I had. She what? Sorry. Do you know the actress? The actress. I actually looked her up today because. I noticed the same thing. And I was just like, who's this actress? Because at first my thought was maybe it's an older actress and she happens to have sort of a young face and they're trying to convey that so her head's a bit bigger. But it's actually, um, I don't know the actress's name, but she plays a character called Jenna from a show called Awkward. It was on MTV. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have seen her while she's older. Very popular show. So... She looks better now. <laughs> She's grown into her head now. <laughs> I actually quite liked it. And I actually like, and this is something I feel like we'll begin to see, um, not a spoiler really, but just the difference in how they portray a teenager when a teenager is playing a teenager <laughs> and the difference when they have 25-year-olds playing a teenager. Because you can see they get away with less, I should say. And a lot of it, that's a bit more inappropriate. That would make me uncomfortable. So I love seeing a teenager playing a teen. I always like seeing that because it's just framed differently. When they have 30-year-olds playing teenagers, they're just doing a lot of wild things. It's just very inappropriate. I'm like, that's serious. Like, these parents should have kind of a tighter rein there. 
with what the kids are doing. So I do like, you know, she doesn't have, you know, you know, the situation with her mom, which we obviously see. And, but I just love the scope of seeing a teenager playing a teenager. Um, I think she's great. Um, I like this arrangement with her and Brooke more than I did with Brooke and the baby. Um, and yeah, I, I just like that arrangement a lot. And I like their whole dynamic. And I like Brooke kind of looking back and <laughs> she's starting to realize like how dangerous and bad it was the things that she was doing as a teenager she's beginning to really understand that now seeing it as she's older frontal lobe <laughs> she's getting that frontal lobe do you know something that i liked about brooke which was hard to find but i did was when she was talking to owen and she was owen was saying i i couldn't be a dad you know it's i had a terrible childhood i was addicted to heroin early this that and the other and brooke said but don't you think that's why you could be a good dad like it's not that i'm asking you to be one but you would have a greater understanding of the importance of that role and what that can do for someone and i think that's so true like the i'm not very good at many things in life but the one thing i feel like i'm pretty good at is my job and it's because it's about inclusion and it's something that i felt non-included in some things in life so i understand the power of it and how important it is right and so when you understand something from a deeper point of view you hopefully can excel within it and so I thought it was a really great nuanced point that she'd brought to him. Yeah. It's like, go on, Brooke. It's good. Yeah. Dom, how did you feel about Brooke? Oh, sorry. Go on, Angela. Well, I was just saying, I think it's good. I think there's two sides. I think we all know the analogy of like two pe- two brothers being brought up in the same house with like an abusive father. And one of them follows in his footsteps because that's all he knew. And the other one goes the opposite direction because he knows what it's like and he's going in the opposite path. And so for some people, they're like, okay, you know, I grew up, had a terrible childhood. I'm going to do everything I can to prevent that from happening in my life and having that cycle. And then some people repeated. And so on the other hand, I love what she said, but I also think some people within themselves know when they have, they may have a certain tendency or struggle they might be honest with themselves as far as where they are right now in their life. You may not be ready for that. So I thought it was very real as far as that was. Some people aren't. That's a great point. Great point. Dom, what are your feelings? Brooke, Owen, Sam, besides head shape. <laughs> um, I, I think Brooke um, is really working hard uh, uh, trying to keep Sam, you know, I was going to say level-headed, you know, as best as she can. Um, uh, and is, is trying to sort of keep her in line and keep her on the kind of straight and narrow, you know, kind of turns up at, uh, and she's on the inside of the car in the auto shop kind of bit, you know, and she's like back of the car isn't, you know, where you should be sleeping and so on and so forth. Um, and, and she has those redeeming qualities, doesn't she? Where she is caring and she does want 
the the best for these people and she does want to say the right things and and look after them and and you know even what she says to owen is it, it is nice to to a point you know and um it, it was still with her brook twist of you know if i wanted bad italian i would have ordered whatever you know it's just that all these kind of moments they're good this is kind of good brookness that we have been missing for so long or, or we don't get as often as we used to um but I, th- I think you know she's obviously got those struggles she's got the struggles in her own life and she is now starting to use her past experience you know she has a parent that didn't register existence and a parent who openly said she wants nothing to do with her. Didn't want her, you know. So um, she's now using that as kind of fuel to to make someone else's life better, which is great. It is exactly like the point Angela was touching upon. Is you know she could go down the same route and have a really shitty relationship with with anyone younger than her or whatever, or you know she had a child of her own. But actually, she's doing the opposite. She wants to make someone's life better, and because she didn't have that as a kid, so she wants to do right by them. You, you, you know. Um, through through that way through that method so uh, i think it's really good i think these are kind of the good moments of brooke even with the annoying whispering um but yeah i i think owen's probably going to creep in a bit more annoyingly it might last the end of the season but i can't see him going beyond that hopefully he disappears pretty soon because he's just a bit ineffectual um and that's kind of it really i think uh, i think sam will fall in line a little bit there's a couple of rules she's just going to break the rules that's you know it's what teenagers do so it's what's going to happen her rather large frontal lobe isn't developed yet so it's what's gonna there you go <laughs> but when it does yeah. the size of that lobe Mega mind. <laughs> she's gonna be she might have superhuman powers yeah exactly she'll probably move shit with her just by thinking about it <laughs> She's like Addicts Mac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Is there anything else we haven't hit on before we go to judgments? There was some slam ball stuff, like Nathan's practicing slam ball, which is cool. I liked the Brooke and Haley conversation. Um, yes. Because I sort of forgot um, just how, because I always said that the Peyton and Brooke thing felt kind of convenient. Their friendship seems very convenient for storyline. But I think that Brooke and Haley's friendship to me feels much more genuine. I like where they're at right now. And I love I thought it was really sweet what um Brooke said about Nathan, about him being um the best guy she knows. So I thought that was a really good development and change from what we've seen before. So I really like that. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like that's the difference between the difference between uh, maintaining a friendship with someone based on history, based on we've always been friends, so we're friends versus being an adult and, oh, we're friends because this is actually good, like for both of us, that this is someone I can confide in or get support from or someone I enjoy their company you know, and vice versa, and it's a meaningful relationship. And sometimes I think we get caught in the trap of that, of, well, we've been friends forever, so, right. you know, there's no need to change or just keep it moving, keep it going, versus actually this is a healthy friendship. 
Yeah, because I think realistically they wouldn't even be friends after like season three or four. <laughs> like uh, Peyton and Brick, they would not be friends. I don't know anyone who would be friends after that. So um, for convenient storylines and keeping everyone on civil terms, Brick suddenly like okay with everything after being such a dramatic love triangle again. Um, I never thought that was. I just like if you're gonna go there, be willing to kind of break that friendship up or don't do the love triangle again um so that's how i feel about their friendship it just doesn't seem very genuine it doesn't there wasn't enough development between for me to believe that they are back to being best friends and then years of not talking now they're best friends i don't believe it um so i just appreciate the brooke and Haley friendship a lot more i even appreciate the Lindsay friendship with them more so Ever since season five, I'm not really feeling Peyton. It feels like they feel sorry for her friendship, like a pity friendship. I'm not getting 100% like genuine friendship vibes with Peyton with any of the girls right now. But that's just me. Well, I I think you're both spot on. I think I think being friends because you know. Brooke and Peyton were friends from when they were children, weren't they? They built, they talked about building that snow fort together or igloo or whatever it was that they were in for hours when they were kids. And it's those memories and those moments that are keeping them together. You know, Brooke was around when Peyton's mum died, you know, and, and just, just all these things that have, that have always getting together, but they, they kind of went down very separate paths, but tried to keep that friendship going. And I think it is, it it does very much feel like just for the sake of it, they're not really best friends. They just kind of say they are. Um, but yeah, the the friendships where people have are st- starting to understand each other and starting to 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 grow within themselves, but also push each other in in the right directions and really support each other and kind of be a sounding board for each other, like Brooke and Haley, for example, and and with Nathan uh, being the added element there. It, it, yeah, that those friendships make much more sense. Uh, to me I think that's why Lucas and Peyton won't develop any further than, than what they are because they don't they don't grow they don't learn yeah they've got no one pushing mm. them they've got no one challenging them that's what's always great about Nathan and Haley, right as a couple is that Haley is guiding and challenging Nathan to be better and, and, and then now around. he yeah. is challenging her, yeah. yes, with her music and to get... Yeah. Even him saying, yeah, that's I'd, why I'd, it I'd really love to hear, you know, you singing again. He, he says it in this episode, you know, it all like touches on it. And uh, and it's just those moments where it's like, that's me saying, go for it. You know, you should you should be doing it. You should be mm. creating stuff. And, and it's nice to hear, uh, you know. And, and even her on the river court, there's one, you know, her on the river court in the last episode um, saying, you know, take a shot. Okay, take another one, take another one, take another one. And he hits it every time. And she's like, why doesn't anyone, you know, want you when you can do that? I mean, there aren't five guys trying to attack him with the ball, but, um, (laughs) you know, at that point. But, you know, she makes a good point and it's encouraging. And it's like, you know, you're really good at this. And if this is something that you want to do, if you want to then go into slam ball, because it could lead to better and bigger things then great do it but yeah we'll see but uh, I th- they really encourage each other and support each other Brooke kind of does the same for both of them as well uh, obviously with Jamie being the the close connection for that even Skills has his moments in there but yeah no one's pushing Peyton and Lucas to, to develop and create or 
push to that next level or be better or you know not saying that they're horrendous people but just to kind of be the best version of themselves which they don't they just kind of exist don't they absolutely <laughs> there you go you I'm got sorry. it Dom. i don't you want the latent fans to come to me uh, I'll take it. I'll take all the flack. Bring it. <laughs> Dom said. Dom says that because they might message him, but if it's in a Taylor Swift type chat, he'll never uh, open it. So, <laughs> and no, if he I saw you know. in the supermarket, he would walk past you like he never even knew who he was. <laughs> Not always. Some people I talk to. I'd be hiding in the aisles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But good, okay, well, that's anything we haven't hit on, though I think we've done a pretty thorough job. We're hit on in the judgments. Oh, my God, I've forgotten the transition. Oh, so if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast... And how could you not? Seriously, how could you not? Check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. For Angela, they also go through. I literally just blanked out for a second. <laughs> I saw it in your yeah, eyes. I, could see the, I was the like, fear. she's lost. <laughs> she doesn't know. Well, Sorry. I'll give you a I'll give you a hint. It's ravenshoops.net. Right. No, because I basketball's I exactly through. what you were saying. <laughs> I didn't hear the first word. Okay. We'll remix it. Ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go Poops. through. But yeah, Angela, they also go through. They go through nets. Yeah. Nets. <laughs> Ravenshoops.net. <laughs> Angela, have you left us a review? I believe I did. Um, I never know if they go through or not because the app is so weird. It sounds... Sounds ominous. <laughs> Sounds like maybe after this, throw in another one. Why not? I'm 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 pretty certain I left a review. I just don't remember when I did. So if you haven't seen it by now, that's why I questioned that. I'm like, hmm. it wouldn't have been recently. So, it, do do you live with people? I do. Do they have phones? I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> They do have phones. I don't know how many of. I'm the only one who listens to podcasts. I would think they don't need to listen, (laughs) or even knows what one is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, use their phones. I like leave a review. I'll tell them what to say. No, they're gonna be the one star reviews just to be trolls. I feel like they're trolls, so I don't know. Okay, stay away from them them. and move out. Move out. Don't live with trolls. Don't live under a bridge. You're okay. Well, okay. Well, let's get into judgments. Angela, who was your favorite performer of this episode? Favorite performer was Sam. I really liked Sam. I mean, like, as young as she is, I thought she conveyed the emotions pretty well, and yeah, I just really like her as a, and as a whole. Just generally, I liked her. Nice. So it's Ashley Rickards, is it? I think is her name. I believe. I think it's Ashley. Yeah, I think so. Excellent, Dom. 
actually found this really difficult to choose. Um, uh, the the girl that plays Sam was on definitely on the list, but I went with James Lafferty. I thought he did a a, a pretty solid job at being that kind of humble parent encourager, and you know came across really well on screen. So I went with him. And what about you, Simon? I also went with Ashley Rickards for Sam. It also was difficult because there wasn't much uh, drama, really. Mm. Like, as in, there wasn't much to the, like, meet to be acting upon. I, I would say Sophia Bush, but her voice acting is just so terrible that um, she's actually bringing the show down. But <laughs> moving forward... Angela, who's your favorite character of the episode? Favorite character is Nathan, for sure. Um, I just like everything, you know, him being like him and Jamie, all of those moments, him teasing Haley about, you know, fighting, um, just everything like that. I just really like Nathan in this episode and in general. So, yeah, Nathan. Nice. Dom? Uh, exactly the same. Doubled up. Uh, I went Nathan, I thought. Well, all the same reasons that Angela just mentioned. So, yeah, happy with that. What about you, mate? Tripled up. It had to be Nathan. I mean, he's literally the hero, pun intended, <laughs> of this episode. So, yeah. What about your favourite background performer? Online or less? <laughs> Online or less? Am I going first? Yes, you are. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, at first, I was like, "Who am I gonna pick?" But it's going to have to be. There's this random guy who's like in the background whenever like Haley's singing with Grace Potter, and he's just like nodding. He's so excited, but it's like you know that I don't know if they're actually singing, but he just looks really excited, and he doesn't know what he's excited for because they're probably just lip syncing to it. <laughs> so it's just really funny. <laughs> Just, yeah. just nice. happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. I picked junk. Is it junk? He only had three. Yeah. He only said three words in the whole episode. Fergie gets the text message and he says three words. So I picked him as my favourite technically background performer. What about you, Simon? Does that count? I don't, I don't necessarily love that. No. I don't <laughs> love it. Does he count as background? Like he is a character, we know him. Is he? Re- he's a recurring character, right? Like he's a recurring. But he, Angela, do you did you kind of think more of Dom? I, I had an, two. I had, or how many episodes? I in? had another one, but I thought we've picked him before. Uh, it might be okay. Have we? Yeah, he's been picked before. Him and Fergie have both been picked before. Okay, who is your other one though? Just. I, it curious. was one of the kids sitting in front of Sam and when she gets told off by Brooke in the school. The haiku, uh, the haiku bit, the haiku. which we forgot. So I'll go with that kid. I'll go with that kid. I didn't like the haiku. No, um, <laughs> Well, it's up to you. If you want to break the break the rules, I, you can go with well, the... I apologise. I did not know I was breaking rules. I will go with the kid that said nothing in the school. <laughs> okay. Thank, I feel better Thank about you. that. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, there are so many to pick from, <laughs> like all the kids in the playground. You've got all the people, yeah, in the busking, singing. I'm going to go with the first kid to put a cape on because, you know, they made a choice. They followed the crowd, but they made a they followed choice. followed the crowd at child time. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> A few good men referenced. <laughs> Angela, what was your favourite line of the episode? Favourite line? Oh, definitely Dan. Um, I don't know the full line. Whenever he told him, like, uh, his mother's an alcoholic, that's my favourite line. Classic. Yep. Dom's the squinty line, isn't uh, it, it? That was a close second, the squinty line. The uh yeah, the the cure slash squint would be him. That was a very, very close <laughs> second. But I actually went with the Dan to Jamie line as well, which was uh I know the Skolnick family, you should tease him about his alcoholic mother, because it was just brilliant <laughs> telling a five year old child that. <laughs> what about you, Simon? Yeah, same. It had to be. It's just the perfect it's because Dan's made this like vow to be just completely honest with him. I think you put it perfectly the other day, Dom, so I won't try and re-articulate it. But yeah, it's like he's never been honest with anyone else in his life, but he's like made a point of, no, this kid is going to know me. And Jamie accepts him because that's the amazing thing about children mm. is they're so non-judgmental. Mm. So crazy, isn't it? And then we get older and we get all this conditioning on us from society and whatever that makes us judgmental bricks. <laughs> like, let's be honest. I'm not saying we are. I hope not. But for the majority of people, we just become a douche. Mm. And it's like, if we could all be more like kids, the world would be such a better place. Agreed. <laughs> Is that your favourite line as well? Angel- sorry, did you say? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's my okay, favourite line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angela, what was your favourite song of the episode? Um, I don't know if it's called that, but it's the one that Grace Potter was singing when Haley walked up, America or something like that. I don't know it, but I really like that one. Yeah, good choice. Dom? Uh, I picked the song that was playing right at the beginning of the episode, which was Long Gone by Chris Cornell. I think Chris Cornell's second appearance of the season. What yes. about you? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the song that Grace Paul was singing as well. But I thought it was really good and it showed her vocal ranges well. And then, last but not least, is the precious, precious. rating. Angela, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Um, I did. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Stay the same. Dom, same question there from Angela. Um, I, I've got a number. It stay the same. And Simon, same questions. I have, I have a number. I'm debating Ooh. now whether maybe it's one less. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We will see. So we'll say them together after three. One, two, three, five. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, for clarification. I went eight, Angela went seven, Dom went with a disgusting five. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked on the five. Well, let's, let's actually start with him and the five, because I find that he that's what his tactic usually is, is to go last and try it. So let's start with you, Dom. Talk to us about a disgraceful five. I don't think we've never gone five. I still think the highest 
No, I think there's one five. Everything, and then everything, only one, everything's been six and above. Why is this, in your opinion, the worst episode of One Tree Hill that you've ever seen? Just very middle-of-the-road episode, wasn't it? It was, it, there were, okay, I get there were some good messages, so, okay, there might be some movement in the number for the messages that we had from Nathan to, to Jamie and to Haley and so on and so forth. But the episode in general was just very, like I said with Haley's kind of singing, it's just bland. I, I found myself getting really easily distracted. When watching it, there have been some episodes that have been really like fixed by and like a lot's happened. And I thought this is good. Um, and I'm really enjoying this. And the performances are great. But in this one, I was just like, I couldn't pick a, a, a good performer because they all did kind of the same sort of job. There wasn't anyone that, you, you know, stood out. Um, just the episode in general was just a bit, eh. If that episode was taken out of One Tree Hill completely, it, it wouldn't matter. And that's what I'm basing that number on. But it doesn't always have to matter, though. Sometimes it's nice to just be in the world and enjoy the characters. Uh, it doesn't always have to. And I to... didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I was bored. I was bored for for the sort of large moments of the episode, um, which is why I got a five. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Rest. <laughs> Enough from you, Angela. <laughs> Why did you think it was a seven? Um, I quite enjoyed this episode. I actually liked it more this time around than previous watches. Um, but I, I think I enjoyed almost everyone's storyline except the Peyton and Lucas stuff was just so cringy. I couldn't make that an eight, <laughs> so because I didn't enjoy that at all. That's why it's a seven. But I've definitely seen a way worse episodes, even ones that were important to the storyline. Um, for me, it's just enjoyable. It doesn't really have to. To me, you know, we're watching people. Everything we see is technically a part of the storyline because there's things that we will look at in the future to reference as far as character growth and moments. With nine seasons, I feel like that all of it matters, you know, and how we view characters. So to me, it's filler in a drama is never really filler to me but um yeah i just it was entertaining so i give it a seven um but the lucas and peyton kept it from being like a seven and a half or eight i don't think we do half so eight i couldn't make it eight but i'll do seven okay well i hear all of the points i just thought it was enjoyable to spend time with the characters for Lucas and Peyton to not be upset and be on good terms and to have some nice banter I thought that the Nathan storyline was obviously very good that the Brooke stuff sucked but well it didn't suck the storyline was good her voice is terrible um so for that reason, I could bring it down to a seven. I think seven is reasonable. But so Dom, could can you, I just say one thing? You like, it, I, under, I understand the appreciating the the Lucas and Peyton storyline, and them just being happy and watching them just just be. But that's like watching Casualty and there being no emergencies, right? Do you, do you get what I mean? So Casualty is like a long running soap over here where something horrendous happens in every episode but watching them you kind of want the 
nitty gritty kind of drama stuff and the 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 tension and the, the something horrible is happening in Peyton's life somewhere and they you know they're trying to figure it out <laughs> work it out and understand it and this was just how much can we put Peyton in a t-shirt and not a lot else that's just <sighs> well I, I get you I get you but casualty the whole point is that there's always an emergency and in one tree hill it fluctuates there's ebbs and flows sometimes it's high sometimes it's low you know and this was like a low episode in terms of drama like five low but so drama equals high scores to you you yeah. can't appreciate Usually. i can good... appreciate but they were boring even both of you have said they were boring <laughs> Well, actually, well, you haven't. You said okay, you liked the I, story, but how? Where? How are we going to get there then? So, I, I, look, I, how, under, I understand and, the messages of of a lot of what was being said in the episode. So, I'm willing to go up, but I won't go to an eight. I think a seven would be the absolute max. But this is unlike not under duress, But this is like a the, the Peyton and Lucas storyline again. It just could have been wiped from this episode because it was just pointless. So isolated, yeah. It, exactly. It was just right. If you're going to have an episode on them, just have a whole episode on them, and there's more to it, and there's more stuff happening, there's more going on, you know, the whatever, whatever's to just have something happen. It was just dull. Um, I'd be willing to go to a seven, but on, on the basis of Nathan kind of pushing Haley, Jamie, and Brooke into new levels of goodness and 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 obviously Haley doing the not Haley uh, Brooke doing the good stuff for Sam great so that's so Angela you're obviously happy with a seven that's where you went so let's call this one a seven it's in the record books I'll update the pinned thing <laughs> on Patreon if I remember I won't it will be months before I'll be <laughs> skipping back to find this good well Angela, it's been a pleasure meeting you, dissecting this episode of One Tree Hill with you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your company. Thank you for your insight. I hope it has been an enjoyable podcasting experience for you. Yeah, it's been great. Really fun. Um, I will not be listening to this episode, but <laughs> that's fine. Well, I, 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 I think you should because you've been great, Angela. And yeah it's been marvelous having you on and we, we both really really appreciate your support and you you said so many things that we both agree with as well like hating hating stupid people on tv and you know all of that it just it means so much so yeah you've been brilliant oh, I, I thank think you, guys you, for having you should definitely listen back it's been really good okay well, <laughs> but, but angela before before we close this off what do you want Dom to do for the Ravens chant? Um, you say chant? Yeah, you know the Ravens on three, one, two, three. Oh, you quack. know he'll do it in an axe. He'll. You want him to quack it? <laughs> so he's a duck. No, I like where you're going. Three dimension. Okay, Dom, be a duck, <laughs> and let's Ravens on three. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> what a great the most that was random brilliant. one that was ever. ever. <laughs> that was so good. 